Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there is a restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, and more. Auction is open at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Sometimes it takes months, half a year, or even a year to flush out a story, whether somebody's telling the truth <laughs> or not. Sean Payton said this about Marvin Mims at the NFL Combine on Monday, or I think it was Tuesday. I really think the only thing that really stopped Mims's progress as a wide receiver was us trying to find roles. He's playing essentially the same position as Jerry Judy. So did the truth finally come out that the Broncos were denying that they were trying to trade Jerry Judy uh, pretty much all season? Did they deny it? They never addressed it. No, they didn't. I think it's now you're not going to come out and say, yeah, we're trying to trade somebody. Right. I think clearly they were trying to trade him. Played the same position as Marvin Mims. Yeah. And who would you go with moving forward? Well, I think you'll try and bring back Tim Patrick. On a veteran minimum. Yep. Yep. Because he's gotten his guaranteed money, which I'm really happy for him. Yep. In that regard, that's good. Yeah, if you can bring him in, if you can re-sign Lil Jordan, because you know we love him. I actually do like Lil Jordan Humphrey. I do, too. I really actually do like him. And he's far from little. No, and he ain't little. That's exactly right. No. Marvin Mims, I I think that you changed the whole receiving room. I I really do. I mean. So Sutton and Judy are out. I'm fine with it. I really am. Then what do you got? I, you got Mims. You have a guy coming off injury. Little what Jordan did you have? Him. You had a guy catching 10 touchdown passes. Yeah, and 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 as we said, that's what he did. He's, he, he scored touchdown well, passes. That, that's kind of a big deal. He had 10 touchdowns, and they were 8 and 9. What would they be without him? 7 and 10. No. Oh, gosh, Come no. Come on. For, for as much as they struggle at times to score points, I think there may be a Five, six-win team without those touchdown catches. Wow. I think they beat Buffalo for starters. Just for starters. Well, are you going to pick which touchdown passes we're talking about? Some of them were in clutch situations. Yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't, that he didn't have a good year. I'm not saying he wasn't a good red zone target. I'm just saying he's not a productive receiver. In, In terms of, He's not a W. He's not a WR one in this league. I'm I'm not suggesting I mean, that he is. That's a. I mean, he's not worth the money's being paid. No, that I'll agree with you. No. So do you restructure him? If you can restructure him, okay, I'm fine with it, because I do think he does have upside. But in terms of what that room produced last year, please. Yes, ten touchdowns. Thank you. Tip of the hat. We appreciate it. 
Is there any doubt that the Broncos have to trade Judy? No, not for me. I mean, I mean, what I you've got Marvin Mims, who you have just compared to Jerry Judy. No, you didn't compare him. You said they play the same, same position, spot. right? And that's the key, right? Now, here, here's a fair question: If Sean Payton is such an offensive genius, how do you not find a role for him? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm having a very difficult time squaring that circle. You're telling me that because they play the same position, that's the reason why he didn't play in the offense as much? That doesn't make any sense to me. Does that make any sense to you? Well, he went on and talked about that they used him, and I don't have my verbatim in front of me, but they used him at various times when he was a part of the pattern but didn't receive the ball. Early on, he had some times where he had big success. Mm -hmm. Yet it took a while for him to get on the field more and more. Yes. Right? Now, he did as the season went along. Yep. And he was more productive, but he still wasn't a guy that was their first option. Why not? I don't know. It's a great question. Great coaches... Find a way to get their best players on the field, period. And it took a while for Marvin Mims as a wide receiver to get on the field. Mm-hmm. What do you mean he plays the same position? Um, the Houston Rockets did a pretty good job of putting together what was referred to as the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the coach of the Rockets was at that time, but could you imagine the head coach saying, well, Lajuan and Sampson, they play the same position. Yeah, we don't have enough room for them on the baseline. Right. And, oh, by the way, there's less room on a basketball court. Yeah. I mean, do you think, for the sake of argument, if Joel Embiid came to the Nuggets, Michael Malone would say, well, one guy's coming off the bench? No, I think he'd figure it out pretty quickly. So why didn't Sean Payton? Um, Were they trying to... Uh, showcase Judy for a trade? No, nah, I don't know about that. Fine, then what's the reason? Don't I don't know. Listen, I, I, I'm not ma- in his brain. I, 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 know, not- I know one thing. He, I, I like the fact that he admitted it. I like the fact that he's owning it. And I like the fact that he recognizes it. And I can't imagine Marvin Mims not being a very key player in this offense moving forward, an offense that I don't think will have Jerry Judy in it. I know I keep banging this drum. If you have two great quarterbacks, you can't put them both on the field at the same time. That that one, I get it. Right. You can put out five, six wide receivers if you want to. Mm -hmm. You're not going to put out five, but some teams put, or you're not going to put out six, but some teams put out five. You're telling me you couldn't find a way to get Marvin Mims more involved in the offense because they played the same position. Is it a deal breaker for you? Is what a deal breaker? I mean, I, I, how important is that to you now? That do you think that that's that that's symbolic of or of that's of, symbolic of a guy in Sean Payton who is not willing, from what I've seen, to change his offense for the players that he has on the roster. How's that? Hmm. He, he has a he even has a, though even though he says that he. That's what he wants to do. Work off of people's strengths. 
Well, right. I, I mean, think that's almost rhetorical. Yeah, it, it is. It is somewhat rhetorical. I mean, you, somewhat tongue in cheek. You hear offensive coordinators say it all the time. Most famously to me, as I was standing in front of him in a one-on-one situation, Mike McCoy. I have the offense that I really like, but I'm going to work with the players that I have to design an offense. No, you're not. Are you suggesting that Jerry Judy only runs like three or four different routes and Marvin Mims only knows how to run those routes? No, I'm suggesting. I mean, the field is big enough where you can have the same guy running the same route on opposite sides of the field. Now we're getting into Russell Wilson being able to throw or not throw across the middle. Well, where do you want, where do you want Marvin Mims deep? And what is, yeah. What did Russell Wilson do well? Deep ball. Yeah. What did, how did Marvin Mims and they connected. burst onto the scene and they connected, some and deep they passes. connected on that. And, and I would have to go back and do a deep dive on patterns because I don't have that information. Here, in let, let me, me let me throw something else at you. But I would imagine he ran a lot of deep routes. People will say about Sean Payton, he brought, in theory, Russell Wilson back from the dead. He helped improve Russell Wilson. I will agree with that, that Russell Wilson looked much better this year than he did last year. Okay? But he wasn't re- really willing to change his offense for Russell Wilson. Is that fair to say? He didn't really want his offense run by Russell Wilson. Well, clearly in the aftermath, I think that's what we're left to. We know what Russell Wilson does well. Mm-hmm. And the only time Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things is when they were off schedule yes, plays. Right. Okay. Which, by the way, for the most part, not totally, Sean Payton was not calling those plays. So if that's what's going on with Russ, now we're seeing this with. Marvin Mims, maybe Sean would like to explain this to me because I just don't understand it. Maybe somebody else can explain this to me. Well, I mean, Russ, maybe, maybe I'm a neophyte no. when it comes to not understanding football. And to some degree, I am. When I lay out there, I did not play high school football. Right. I did not play college football. I did play in the pros for a couple of years. Good. I was a very unique story. <laughs> but you get my point. Yes, Russ clearly was not and is not a quarterback that does his best work in the pocket. It's clear that Sean needs a guy that can play in the pocket. I mean, did we really see, maybe I'm wrong, but what do you think Russ probably does the best rolling out, right? Yeah. On the move. To his right. Did he really do that a lot? Um, A lot. Not a lot. No. I mean, because that's not designed. Oh, that's right. Let's do some design things for a guy who has a difficult time processing and seeing over offensive and defensive linemen. Got it. How about putting your quarterback in a position to succeed on things that you can argue that he did succeed? You can argue. You can argue that Russ succeeded, but not to the level that. Sean Payton wants to have in his quarterback. They only average 21 or two points a game. And listen, Russell Wilson has his deficiencies. Yeah. So I actually empathize mm-hmm. with Sean Payton that Wilson can't run his offense. His offense is proven with a quarterback who was the same size mm-hmm. as Russell Wilson yeah. in Drew Brees. But how do you not find, what do you mean they play the same position? In baseball, that makes sense. There's only one guy 
per position. In hockey, there are lots of centers who play forward. There are lots of forwards who play center. You get your best players on the ice. It was clearly one of their failings. And it was something that was pointed out almost on a weekly basis. I mean, think about this for a second, okay? If your three best offensive players are all centers, that is your power play. You put your best players on the ice, and you find a way to make it work. I, what do you mean he plays the same? Isn't there like the X, the Y, and the Z? I get you're saying well, maybe they were more comfortable with what Jerry Judy brought to the position. Okay. So if he plays Y for the sake of argument, yeah. why can't Marvin Mims play the Z or the X? It's a fair question. I mean, the guy's a really good football player. Get him on the field. Maybe somebody smarter than me can explain this. What story. would you do with Judy and Sutton? I would trade Judy on a lot of, for a lot of different reasons. Yes. I think Judy is a better fit. Ironically, for Peyton's offense. Yep. Then Cortland Sutton. Yep. Cortland Sutton's a better fit for Russell Wilson. Which is interesting, isn't it? It's a real noodle scratcher. It It is. Coming up after the break, Sean Payton has said some things that make you go, you just didn't say that, did you? Well, he tripled down earlier this week. He said something when he started his career that caused a huge national firestorm. Then he said something else. You're like, did you really just say this? And now he did it again. Coaches, in theory, don't do this. Coaches monitor their players so they don't say stuff like this. So why is Peyton doing it himself? And what did he say? And what has he been saying? And why are we saying this about him? That's next. Tell them you're not in without a woman, no. Woman to woman, I just want to see you glow. Tell them what's up. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurl. You can watch us on mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Monday. There's a restaurant and equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, countertops, floor mixers, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, want to tell you about Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock and also in Parker. Uh, Dr. Lee is amazing at what he does. This is really whole body, whole mind and spirit type of stuff. Yes, they prescribe my testosterone. They want to make sure that I have estrogen blockers. Everything that I take from them, it is delivered directly to my door. Amazingly, right on the day that I need it. It is literally like clockwork. They're not one of those chop shops out there that scare you about ED. They're not one of those, you know, chop shops that you do have enough energy. <laughs> Things like that. They really take the time. And I just had my meeting the other day. We went over everything that, you know, was going on. Fortunately, all my levels are fine, but they really stay on top of that stuff. They're not about selling you testosterone because that's what a lot of companies do. That's their end game. 
Let's sell you something. That's not who they are. If I don't need it, they're not going to sell it to me. Go to crmenshealth.com. That's crmenshealth.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. In the short amount of time Sean Payton has been with the Broncos, he seems to be putting a target on his back. At least that's my opinion. He said Hackett did the worst coaching job ever. He said, I'm going to be pissed if we don't make the playoffs. And then at the Combine earlier this week, he was talking about drafting quarterbacks, and he said, I think we'll be really good at this. And I think... To some degree, we're glad that a lot of people aren't. For starters, Sean Payne has shown no ability to draft the quarterback. None. He hasn't had a guy who has had any staying power. Ian Book and Garrett Grayson. Cap, let's just state the fact, put it out there. Why does Sean Payton keep putting a target on his back, saying things like this, when he would come down on his own players for saying things, some of things like this? I think he believes what he's saying, and I don't think that he worries about the, the repercussions and the pushback. Well, I he's just, 0 for 2. He's just one of those guys. Well, he's 0 for 2. Yeah. Because maybe Hackett did do the worst coaching job ever. I won't debate that, but the Jets players certainly rallied around Hackett to beat the Broncos. Yeah. That's for starters. I'm going to be pissed if I don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I suppose that's okay. Fans love that stuff. Yeah, I, that one didn't bother me too much. No. It didn't really bother me either. I, yeah. I, I like I like the bravado. Yeah. I like that he's confident. Well, I guess you're going to be pissed for a long time then. Well, okay. But then the one that really stuck out was, we're really good at quarterbacks, and you're not. Well, he's got to prove it. Um, We're talking about a first-round draft pick, which is different than picking one in the third and the fourth or the whatever. Um. I'm not familiar with a first-round pick that he has made and using it on quarterback, which would really put the onus, obviously, squarely on him. So, to me, that becomes the question. Where are you with these quarterbacks? Who, by the way, they're apparently interviewing all of them from number one through number six on the list, not to mention Spencer Rattler and... um, and Pratt, Michael Pratt from Tulane. So they're certainly doing their due diligence on all of this. But I don't know if we start, if for me, the clock doesn't start ticking on Sean Payton relative to that statement until he, until he drafts a first rounder. Do you like your head coach being like this? Being borderline brazen, arrogant? Does that turn on to you? Um. It doesn't bother me that much, and it doesn't really float, and it doesn't really move the needle for me that much. To me, it's all about do you perform? And, you know, I mean, if you're going to create distractions with your bravado and with your arrogance, okay, fine. Just back it up. That's all. Win games. We're not there. We don't, you know, we're, we're one year into this thing, and this time next year I would say that we would probably have a much clearer definition of what we have as a head coach and what effect it's going to have on the Denver Broncos. I don't know. Uh, To me, it's not a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination. He's going to get one quarterback to pick. Yeah, I would agree. That's it. Most coaches have two. 
but he's already a year in. Yeah. But then again, he could say, I don't want Russell Wilson. Yeah. I just would love to know, because I do not see, I will say this about Sean Payton, I do not see him as someone that will be pushed over the edge. I don't think that he will overreact to a quarterback. I think I do think that he will be this guy and I can be in, you know, sympathetic. We can be in syn- synchronicity. So in synchronous orbit, maybe I should have thought about what I was saying. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know if he has that kind of conviction. I'm not sure if there's a quarterback in this draft that would be available to him that would give him that much conviction. But I, but Eric, you and I both know what the draft board is going to look like next year. There ain't much in the future, not not for next year anyway, maybe two years down the road, but not next year. So if you're going to do it, are you going to do it now with maybe a little less belief in what you're picking? Or is there someone there that is just an absolute no-brainer? Short of Caleb Williams, who he has talked about in the past, I don't think there's probably a guy like that in this draft. Coming up after the break, the Rockies made a move today. You probably don't know who this person is, and it probably doesn't seem like a very big deal. And this news just came over about 10 minutes ago from Patrick Saunders from the Denver Post. But I look at this and go, same old Rockies, doing it again, not thinking forward. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's a restaurant equipment auction for Baker's Ovens, Range Ovens, ice machines, dining room furniture, and more. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. So this news coming down from the Rockies organization per Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post. Less than an hour ago, you probably don't know the name Brittany Haby. She was the Rockies manager of baseball research. She has left the team. According to a major league source, they mutually agreed to part ways. Mm. She joined the Rockies in 2018 as part of the diversity fellowship program. I don't think this has anything to do with her being a woman. No. So I don't want anyone to take it that way. But this comes on the heels of in spring training in 2022, they fired their director of research and development, Scott Van Lettinen. And I heard that guy was pretty good. He came from the nationals. Quoting sources, there were major disagreements regarding Van Lettinen's role with the team. This Rockies club just does not want to jump into the 21st century, do they? 
they, when it comes to analytics. They have a small department right, as is. One of the smallest in Major League in, Baseball. In roughly two years, they have let go of two people because of issues with how this analytics department should be run. The Rockies under Bill Schmidt, not only as the GM, but he's been with the organization forever. They have never been a team that has truly dove in head first, like so many other teams, like the Tampa Bay Rays. And the guy who is in charge, Brian Jones, I'm sure he's a fine guy. He replaced Lettinen. He took over Van Lettinen's role in 2022. Not surprisingly, he has been with the team for 16 years. There is a very similar thread for the Rockies in that regard. They just, new ideas, got to throw high elbows to get in there. The Colorado Rockies organization is where new ideas go Uh to die. They just do. The acronym CEO is Chief Executive Officer. It could also be change equals opportunity. Or as I say all the time, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always gotten. Bravo, Bill, and Bud, and Dick. Way to go. Way to go. Yeah, it doesn't and I don't know the reasons why yeah, we don't. these people left, right. but I know it's a small department, but I can tell you as a matter of 100% fact, because I know somebody who was in the room who told me somebody pitched an idea that is what most people in baseball are doing, and they wanted to half-ass it. Essentially, they were saying in so many words, We'll do it to put on a show, but we're really not going to do it full throttle because you have a couple of old school guys in Bud and Bill, and I like Bud Black very, very much, but he is an old school guy. No question. To me, when I think of advanced analytics, I look at the movie Moneyball, where you have a bunch of those old guys sitting in the room saying, what are you talking about? Scott Hatterberg, what are you talking about with him? And then they laid out the numbers. This guy can't play anymore. And I'm not suggesting Scott Hatterberg was the end-all be-all when he went to the A's. They had a pretty good pitching staff with Zito and Mulder and so so on and so forth. But new ideas can be good. And it just seems like they just don't have the interest in doing it considering they've done so well on their own. Let me ask you this, Eric. Don't you think analytics in particular in a place like Coors Field where you are dealing with the X factor of altitude wouldn't be as much or more valuable than in a lot of other places? I'm going to let you answer your own question. I mean... You're a baseball guy. Clearly, clearly, the as much data as you can, as you can get and then digest and apply... To your competitive, the competitive reality of your team, I think is is really important. I think analytics. Look, I I know that there's a lot of old school. Eric Wedge was a guy that I used to have this conversation with a lot about the fact that analytics was taking over. You don't the voice of the manager isn't 
heard as much anymore and all of these things. And I understand why there might be pushback to that. But there are franchises that are utilizing information in a way that helps their franchise to win games, that helps managers to make decisions, how that do you, helps teams to win games. How do you think analytics helped the 2004 Red Sox? Well, big. Oh, Red, Red isn't Sox, that interesting? Red Sox are a big analytics team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they, they won, what, a couple of World Series in the same decade? Yeah. Okay. And then you have the Tampa Bay Rays, who have a ridiculously low payroll, mm-hmm. yet that they... they they continue to win. Yeah. No, I mean, how can knowing as much as you can possibly know about tendencies of players in your franchise hurt you? One of the biggest problems for the, you can make the case that the Rockies aren't very good at drafting. I would say maybe they are good at drafting. They're just not very good at developing. Yeah, that's fair. You know, this, this phrase is said all the time. It's a copycat league. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of all the baseball teams, um, 29 teams, for 29 teams, it's a copycat league. For the Colorado Rockies, it's a Frady Cat league. Mm. I'm afraid to make change. I'm afraid to do something. It is different. not a team that makes change very easily. No. Clearly. Clearly. Um, roster, managerial administration. But if you've been with the organization for a long time, you got a job as long as you are a yes man to Dick Montfort. And it is really hard. And you brought up the the most salient point, which is when it is so hard, so difficult to build essentially two different teams, one at home, one on the road, you would think that analytics would be the cornerstone Part and parcel of, of how what you, you do. build your team. I agree. I mean, to me, it's it's a very helpful platform on which uh, to move forward. But So they brought in Haby. They brought in Van Lettinen, mm-hmm. what, about five years ago? Yep. Now both are gone, mutually agreed to part ways, major disagreements. Again, as I said, and I'll repeat it, they had somebody who is one of the best at analytics out there in terms of developing players, and they didn't want to go all in on it. They didn't want to go all in. They wanted to half-ass it just to show everybody they were doing something, but they really weren't doing it full throttle. Yeah, those things die hard, and um, but at some point, someone in that organization... Not as long as Dick Montford owns yeah. the team... Is anything truly going to change? But you've got to look. There's at, at some point you have to look at yourself and say. He's not going to. He's been doing it for too long. Yeah. No, you're right. And I'm not going to take the easy way out with the lazy analysis. Well, he's making money. He's a very good businessman. And he wants. Hey, look. He wants to win. He does want to win. He he just, does, he just doesn't know how to do he's it. He's terrified of change. Yeah. That's, that's what's holding him back. Yeah. He is terrified of doing something different because he's afraid it probably he's afraid it might not work while it's working for a lot of other teams but the problem is that you're year after year you're just allowing yourselves to be banged over the head with a two by four and it doesn't knock any sense into you i mean analytics in some ways has to do with developing players too period yes they're, they're good at bringing in every once in a while position players 
A lot of guys hit at Coors Field, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, I think Tovar, really good defensive player. Doyle, pretty good defensive player. Amador, that kid, that kid's I, an up and comer. He looks like a real guy. Yeah, he does, and he eventually, does. eventually, he's going to be the second baseman. Yep. Trade Brendan Rodgers. Should have done it last year. That's right. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Chris Bryant said something pretty questionable in his interview with the Athletic, and the Chiefs are doing everything to try to keep their superstar. We'll explain next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, Mile High Sports. Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there is a restaurant equipment auction for bakers' ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, dining room furnishings, and more. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com uh, backslash MHS. And if you want to get involved in the auction, it's open right now. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. Do it online. Also, upcoming auctions, rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Uh, Bruce had to skedaddle out of here. Uh, he has some business to take care of. So it's just me and you, Nigel. Are you going to be okay with that? I will. What should we do next? Probably just in case you missed it and the final word. Sure. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, Chris Bryant spoke with The Athletic, and when asked about his decision to join the Rockies, Bryant said, quote, there were other teams interested, but I didn't want to wait around. It was a completely different situation for a lot of free agents at the time. I guess I didn't do as much research into the prospects as I could. Did Bryant kind of put his foot in his mouth here? Well, here's the thing. When he signed here for the contract that he got, and I believe the Rockies were honestly only bidding against themselves, I thought to myself, and actually I said it on the show at the time, this guy is only in it for the money because if winning is important to him, he is not coming to this organization with a long-term deal. If it's a guy who's looking to resurrect his career and he's a position player, put up some numbers and then leave. If winning is important to you, this is not the organization to come to. But when he signed the long-term contract, I questioned him on that. And now he's basically saying, I didn't know where the Rockies were in the standings. I didn't know that they weren't very good. I felt rushed. It's not hard to find the Rockies in the standings when you look at the overall major league standings. Just look at the bottom. Okay, when you look at the top, when you look at the standings, it goes in order. It goes the American League East, the American League Central, the American League West, the National League East, the National League Central, and the National League West. All you have to do is look at the team at the very bottom of that list, and the Rockies have owned that spot for a while. They are not hard to find. Well done, Chris. You didn't do your research? That's fine but you got your money and you barely played. 
So glad you're here. Just remind everybody, the contract was seven years, $182 right. million. Right. Dollars and I'm thinking, does this guy really want to win? I understand he won a World Series with the Cubs. I'm glad that I'm glad that he got his ring. Just like you have a guy like Chris Jones with the Kansas City Chiefs. He wants his money. I don't blame him. He has two rings. A lot of guys are chasing the ring at the end of their careers. Very rarely do you get it at the beginning of your career. But if you do, that puts you in a position where you say, you know what? Now I want to grab the money. Nothing wrong with that. Your agent didn't tell you about the Rockies. He doesn't read the standings either, or she, or whoever it is. And as it turns out, unless he completely turns it around, the first two years have been an absolute bust. You know what? You're going to be a very, very wealthy man. But at the end of the day, you're just not going to win. Okay. Congratulations on getting your money. Speaking of Chris Jones, uh, just in case you missed it, the Chiefs are growing more and more confident that they will re-sign their first-team All-Pro defensive tackle. And they've already made moves to open up more cap space. They cut Marquez Valdez-Scantling and placed the franchise tag on LeJarrius Sneed. If they aren't able to keep Jones, though, uh, how much will that hinder Casey's three-peat hopes for next season? That's a big hole. Their defense was really good last year. Chris Jones is the centerpiece of that defense. And... He is easily the third best player on that team. Mahomes, Kelsey, and then Chris Jones. In that order, Legereus Sneed is an excellent cornerback. But Chris, I would rather have the great pass rusher and the disruptor than I would the cornerback. I would, but they're going to keep Legereus Sneed. They bring back Chris Jones, and those young wide receivers develop. You can make the case this is the year the Chiefs were not going to win the Super Bowl because of their offense, because of their young wide receivers. Well, those guys are going to grow and mature with Mahomes. Andy Reid is going to be coming back. And now they're going to be even more dangerous if they get back Chris Jones. Excuse the pun, but there's going to be an enormous hole in the middle of their defense if they lose Chris Jones because he is that special. Just in case you missed it, the NFL is testing a system that measures first down officiating decisions. Uh, the system would take the place of first down chains to decide whether a player reached the line to gain. How effective do you expect this to be, and do you wish to see other forms of advanced technology introduced to the game? Well, they already have that in tennis to make sure there aren't John McEnroe's out there arguing every single line call, right? So they do it in tennis already. I think they do it in maybe another sport or two. They're not going to get rid of the stick guys. They will stick around in the short term as they experiment this. But this is the way technology is going, you know, calling balls and strikes. You've got to evolve with the technology. And as we talked about in the previous segment, the Rockies don't want to evolve with the technology. And that's why they are going to be left behind. I think this is a very smart move by the NFL to do this because why not? The problem is people lose jobs because of technology. Radio Shack folds because of technology. Uh, camera stores fold because of technology. Blockbuster folds because of technology. People lose jobs, but then you can make the case they get jobs back because of the new technology. I don't know how people are going to be getting jobs with AI, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, Troy Vincent, the executive VP of NFL, he said this will be more likely introduced in the 25 season, but there right. is a chance that it could be in place next year. 
All right, just in case you missed it, uh, Joel Embiid spoke to the Philly media yesterday and stated he hopes to return to the court regardless of where the Sixers stand in the East. Uh, do you think Embiid would have remained the MVP frontrunner had he stayed healthy? And what would be your advice for him in terms of rushing or not rushing back to play? Yes, I do think he would be the frontrunner uh, because of the amount of points he was scoring per game. His assists were up. His rebounds, I think, at times were up. He had some huge games. Um, but with the way Jokic has come out in the second half of the season, or I should say post-All-Star break, Jokic would be making a strong case for himself. Right now, the Philadelphia 76ers have sunk in the standings. They've lost seven of their last 10. Do I think that they are going to be under 500 like the Atlanta Hawks are with the 10th seed? No. I mean, right now, the Hawks are seven games under 500. The Bulls are two games under 500. They're sitting in the ninth seed. You get Joel Embiid back, obviously you're a very different team, and I have very little doubt that they will get out of that grouping of first couple of games if Embiid comes back. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials on wine. And right now, uh, Bubbles and Box Wine, it is on sale, 15% off. Tomorrow, they're going to have a wine tasting off of Colfax. That's where Argonaut Wine and Liquor is. Go check them out. Order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Order on the wrapper. Again, check them out off of Colfax. That is going to do it for us. Great job today, Nigel. Same with you, Brett. For Bruce, who is doing some stuff, and he's selling his house. He has 10 showings today. Make him an offer I can't refuse. Make it the best possible weekend you can. <laughs>